Before I get started, let me, let me say this, that some 2,000 years ago, we look at a little baby lying in a manger. We think of that little baby lying there, but let's not forget something. Let's not forget that God left the realms of heaven. God left the realms of heaven and he came and he was with that little baby. 100% God, not 100% man. This little baby grew up a human being. This little baby lived a life, a sinless, perfect life. No sin was about this child as he grew up. That's hard for me to understand, but I know that being born of a virgin and as she was over, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit that this was of God. And, but let's don't forget that God came down. We look at Jesus Christ, our Savior. Jesus Christ lived that sinless, perfect life. And then He was crucified. The crucifixion took place and my Lord shed His blood on the cross of Calvary for me. A dirty, rotten sinner who needed to go to hell, who, was, who should have gone to hell. But Jesus Christ saved me. Amen. And I don't have to worry about hell any longer because He saved my soul. Well, Jesus Christ was crucified. He shed His blood on the cross of Calvary. And the Bible tells me that He died. But you know something? He was buried and the Bible teaches me that that grave could not hold him. The sting of death. He said, where is the sting of death? The Bible teaches us that when we as saved people, when we go to be with the Lord, the Bible teaches me and shows me that it's like a person falling asleep. We fall asleep in the arms of the Lord and we wake up in his arms. Oh, death. Where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Jesus Christ, crucified, buried, and resurrected. And he's alive today. And you and I have nothing to fear. Because when we close our eyes here, we're going to open up our eyes in glory. And we're going to see our Savior. Psalm 27, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he, uh, shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above thine enemies round about me, mine enemies round about me, Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. God is so good to us. And I know there's a lot of sickness around our church and around this world. Our world seems to be 
in the worst shape that I've ever seen it in, and maybe you've noticed that as well. Not only our country, but this world is in terrible shape. But I want you to know tonight that whatever the battle, there is hope. There is hope, and we can look to different things for the answer. We can look to the government and say, well, the government's the answer. That's not true. We can say we need more government. We need more leaders who are able to stand up. But I'll tell you one thing tonight. We need more Christ in this country, in this world. We need to look to the Lord and let Him take care of the things in our lives and in this world and stick to the book. Preach and teach the Word of God. And that means people in those pews out there who know Jesus Christ as Savior. Don't stop spreading the Word of God. Now, you may be going through a difficult time tonight. Many people are. But I want you to know, whatever the battle, there is hope. Now, in the picture that we have just read and we've looked at in Psalm 26, 27 there, there seems to be a picture of a battle being portrayed there. And it seems that David is in a difficult situation in these verses. And still yet, it also seems very clear from reading these verses that even in the midst of the battles he is fighting, David still has hope. Uh, one person has written this. There is no medicine like hope, no incentive so great, and no tonic so powerful as expectation of something better tomorrow. And Martin Luther said this, Everything that is done in the world is done by hope. Well, the dictionary's word for hope, explanation for hope, is to have a wish to get or do something or for something to happen or be true, especially something that seems possible or likely. And hope from the world's point of view is just what that definition describes. The world sees hope as a wish or a desire. It's not based upon anything. Hope for the world is a longing for something that may or may not take place. Well, the Bible teaches us entirely something different than what this world offers for the definition of hope. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Jeremiah 17 and verse 7. Paul the apostle said this, and now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. The world says that hope is merely a fond wish or desire. But the words used for hope in the Bible tell a different story. They teach us that hope is a deep, settled confidence that God will keep His promises. Now, I'd like for us to think for just the next few minutes and look into the Word of God. And I pray that your heart will be uplifted tonight. I pray that your heart will be joyful as we look into this book. And that your heart will be touched like mine was touched as I looked into these words of comfort tonight that we're going to look at. Let's bow for prayer. Now, Father, I can't do this. Lord, it must be you. And I pray as your word goes forth that I would not be a hindrance. I pray that you would have the preeminence. And Lord, I pray that once again that your word would go forth with the power that you've intended. 
And may hearts be stirred tonight. And if there be one here without you, Lord, I pray that person would not leave here without saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, help us to know tonight that no matter how bad this world is, how, things, how bad things get, that you're still on the throne and that we have all confidence in you. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want you to notice, first of all, in Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3 here, about our confidence in the Lord. The Lord provides hope tonight. It's a personal hope. It's a personal faith. And David begins his psalm of hope by declaring his personal faith in the Lord. And, and notice the threefold word here, the threefold unfolding here, the use of the word uh, my in verse 1. David tells us this. He tells us that he has a personal relationship with God and uh, he has confidence in the person of the Lord, the person of the Lord. The Lord is a real person whom we can have confidence in. And this is the basic foundation for hope. He tells us that God in his light, his, uh, it's his light and his salvation and his strength. And there's a tremendous blessing in these three titles attributed to our God. Psalm 27.1 again says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? As light, God delivers his people from darkness. The Bible says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son? Colossians 1.13 As light, God guides our steps. All through the word of God, we read this. Psalm 37 and verse 23, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why is there so much grief with God's people today? It's because they're not in the book. I believe that with all of my heart. They're not in the book. People are not reading the word of God. And that's the reason it's so important to get these, these uh, outlines to help you to read through the Bible at least once a year. And let God speak to your heart as you study and read the Word of God. It's one thing for a preacher or an evangelist to stand up here and preach and teach, but it's another thing for you to learn. A preacher and evangelist can only go so far. They can't, they can't tell everything from this pulpit. It's up to each individual to get into the book and study the book as salvation. God delivers his people from damnation. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John 5, 24. God secures our souls. I recently looked into John 17. As I read that book again, God pointed out something to me as I read that book, as I read those verses. We often think that the verse says that God gave us to Jesus. 
I'm not going to tell you the verse because I want you to look up the verses. That's your part. God says that you know, people believe that God gave Jesus to us. Well, Jesus did come here. But if you study that book and you study it and you look at it, when we see that, we see that God gave us to Jesus. We, saved people, are a gift to Jesus from God. It's not the other way around. Now, Jesus is not going to give back a gift. He's not going to give you back. Some people get concerned that they're saved today and they're lost tomorrow. Well, the Bible says that there's nothing that can pluck us out of the hand of God because we are in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have been given as a gift to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as that happened, we're bringing honor and glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to the Heavenly Father. Well, tonight, we don't have to concern ourselves with defeat because the one who sits on the throne is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. David knew that when he wrote this psalm. He knew that he had nothing to fear. And we know that he went through many battles. He went through, there were so many obstacles in his life. And we face obstacles, possibly nothing like David went through. But we have the hope and knowing that that hope is real. It's based upon Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 37 says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Notice Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. God loves us tonight. And when we go through a difficult situation, sickness, disease, accidents, whatever, we need to hold our heads up high and look to the Lord and remember that He is on the throne, that He is our God, he is our guide through this life, and we need to depend upon, on, on Him entirely for our existence while we're here in this life as saved people. Well, there's confidence tonight in the Lord. Psalm 27, verses 2 through 3 says, When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. David declares his present hope in the Lord. And he says it rests upon that which the Lord has done for him in the past. We get down in the dumps, if I can use that term. We get down and we say, oh Lord, nobody's seen the trouble I've seen. You remember that old song? No one's seen the trouble I've seen. Well, what about the good times you've seen? What about the times when the Lord lifted you up out of that miry clay and He set your feet on the solid rock? What about all of the good times that God is, has given you throughout your life? We have no reason to leave this place tonight with our chins on the ground. We have everything to be hopeful for and grateful for tonight 
because our hope is real. Now our commitment to the Lord provides hope. Now, I can keep going through this and giving you examples of what David said and what he did. But let me say this, that one of the greatest privileges that you and I have as the children of God is prayer. When we go to the Lord in prayer, He listens. He hears. And I wonder how long it's been since you really got close to the Lord. I wonder how long it's been since you got on your face and you said, Oh Lord, I love you. I need you, Lord. How long has it been since you got close to the Lord and just wanted to put your arm around Him and hug Him close? Folks, I believe that's one of the things that we're lacking as the children of God. Lack of Bible study, lack of prayer, lack of doing what God wants us to do, and that's to love Him. When we love Him, we're glorifying Him. We're saying, Lord, I love you. Thank you for saving my soul. But folks, we need to pray. We need to turn our faces to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you for being you and taking care of me in this life. Well, leaning on the Lord. Psalm 27 and verse 4, David is leaning on the Lord. And Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now he's not only saying that to the saved people here tonight. He's saying that to people who have never trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. People are like the troubled sea tossed to and fro. People need to put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the anchor. As we look to Him, and as a person looks to the Lord Jesus Christ and says, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me, Lord. I trust You as my Savior now. I know I can't go to heaven my way. It has to be Your way, and You're the only way according to the Word of God. If you've come here tonight, or if you're watching tonight, or if you're listening tonight on the radio, and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus loves you. And if you die and go to hell, it's your own fault, because you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus could come tonight for those of us who are saved. I was speaking this morning in Sunday school, and I made mention, wouldn't it be something that I know that midnight comes different times in different places. But wouldn't it be something tonight, if at midnight here, around our area, wouldn't it be something tonight, if we were lying our, laying our heads down on our pillow and getting ready to go to sleep? Maybe you're already asleep, okay? Some of you go to bed at 8 o'clock, I know that. But wouldn't it be something if... When you lay your head down, you heard something say, Come up hither! And we're caught away to be with the Lord. We're to comfort one another with those words. And we're to let God know that He's comforting us by thanking Him daily. I believe with every breath that we have, 
we need to be thanking the Lord Jesus Christ for saving our soul. But I'm looking for him to come back. You know, he could come back before this year is finished. Will you be ready? Do you know Jesus is your Savior? If you don't, you need to ask him into your heart, even tonight, right now. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19 says this, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Doesn't say he's going to give you a new Mercedes. Doesn't say he's going to give you a mansion somewhere down here in this world. It says that he's going to supply all your need. Now, as I look around, I don't see many people in here that's uh, missed a meal recently. God supplies all of our need. It makes no difference. He takes care of his own. Well, God has a secret place for us, according to Psalm 27 and verse 5. The word tabernacle in that verse... 27.5 says, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in the pavilion, in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. God has a secret place for us. He hides us in the cleft of the rock. Did you know that as we go through this world, that the devil, he... He can throw all, all sorts of things at us. But once again, He can't touch our souls. He can't take that away from us because we're going to heaven. But the secret place is this. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I could impress upon you one thing tonight, it's to have heart and understand that He's with you tonight. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's in your life, but you may be having a difficult time. Uh, let, let me say this. I worked on another message Friday and Saturday to present, but it didn't work. And this is the message that God has given me to give you tonight. And I believe there's someone here who needs this message, or God wouldn't have laid this on my heart, that someone here tonight needs an uplift from the Lord. It may be you. God knows who it is. And God wants you to know tonight that He loves you. And He wants you to cast all of your care upon Him because He cares for you. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. We have the promise of God tonight that He's going to take care of us no matter what is going on in our lives. If, if we would step out of this world tonight before Jesus comes back for us, if we would step out of this world tonight, we're in His hands. If we step out of this world tonight, we have nothing to fear because Jesus 
is the one who's taking us home. Psalm 27 and verse 6 says, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I mentioned a song this morning, and I thought people were going to leave. They thought I was going to sing. Okay, I thought they were going to leave. But they, I didn't sing it, by the way, and I'm not going to sing tonight, so don't leave. But did, did, you ever, did you ever get alone with the Lord and, and look in His Word? And, and as you're looking into His Word, He grips your heart and, and you're, you're, just, you're just overwhelmed and, and you just want to sing out to the Lord. You want to just sing and, and sing praises to God. I would guarantee you, if you get in this book, and you start reading it, and you read it for a period of time, and you start looking at it, your heart is going to burn within you. Just as those who were walking on that road to Emmaus, and Jesus Christ came up to them. He had been crucified, buried, and resurrected, and they didn't know who He was. They didn't recognize Him. But He walked along with them, and He expounded the Scriptures to them. And then when they really realized who He was... They said, did not our hearts burn within us as he expounded, as he explained the word to us? In so many words, that's what they said. Did not our hearts burn within us? Folks, you get in this book and your heart's going to burn because this is his word. It's going to help you through this life no matter what you're going through today. We have a secure place in the Lord. Now notice this. A special place, once again, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Thanking the Lord for who he is. And what he's done for us in this life. Are you fighting some battles today? If I would ask you to raise your hand now, and I'm not going to do that. But are you fighting some battles today? I believe that each person in here has a battle. I believe that being a human being, we all have battles. But in the midst of your battles, I want to remind you again. You have hope. Do you have the deep settled confidence that everything is going to be all right? If I were to ask you that tonight, what could you say to me? Do you have that hope that everything is going to be all right? A confidence. And if you do, if you have that confidence tonight, I say praise the Lord. Praise God that you have cast all your care upon the Lord Jesus Christ. He's already bought us with a special price. He died on that cross of Calvary. If you lack hope today, it can be obtained. You say, well, how can that be? You can do this by reaffirming right now, reaffirming tonight your confidence in the Lord. By renewing your 
commitment to the Lord by resting in your comfort in the Lord. Do you need to talk to the Lord about your battles right now? You see, we can bow our hearts to the Lord no matter where we're at. You can bow your heart right where you're at in that pew. I believe that tonight God has touched your heart, not because of me, but because of Him. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, God spoke to you tonight because this is His book, and that's what I've been reading from. If you've never received the peace that passes all understanding, you can receive that peace tonight by saying something like this, Lord, I want your peace. I want to be one of yours. I want you to be my Savior right now. I'm a sinner. See, when I came to the Lord, I admitted that I was lost and I needed a Savior. Jesus Christ is my Savior now because I trusted Him. I said, Lord Jesus, I can't save myself. I'm sorry for my sin. Lord, I believe that You died on the cross for me. You shed Your blood that I could be saved. I admitted that. And I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart. Lord Jesus, I believe You're the Son of God. I believe that You're the only begotten Son of God. And right now I receive You as my Lord and Savior. The Bible cannot lie. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's anyone. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that whosoever is you. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, whosoever means you. In just a few moments, you're going to have an opportunity, if you're in this building, to walk this aisle. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I don't know your heart. I don't know the condition of your life, but God knows the condition. God knows who you are. You say, well, I've never been saved. How does He know me? He knows you because the Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save those who were lost. And you need Jesus tonight if you've never trusted Him. And you're watching right now and you're listening right now. If you need Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to bow your heart to Him right now and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And save person, if you have not learned the secret to cast all of your care upon the Lord, you need to do that tonight. How do you do that? By surrendering to Him. You say, well, I got saved. Well, as a saved person, maybe you need to surrender to Him. Not to be saved, but because you are saved and you want to please your Lord tonight. I firmly believe that a preacher can stand and he can pound this pulpit and he can do all sorts of things. And we sometimes call it a threat. Threatening. But there's, there's only one thing that will help a person that will cause a person to do what's right with the Lord, and that is love. That's love for the Lord. And save person, how much do you love the Lord tonight? 
Why not ask the Lord to use you, to let you be a person who can tell others about Him? Jesus loves you tonight. He loves me. And He wants us, human beings, to serve Him. What a great privilege it is of knowing the King of kings and Lord of lords. Would you bow with me for prayer?